0: Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit HRGazette.com.
1: Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today. Bill Bannum. And in this episode, we're going to consider lessons from the military and police force that can be used to improve the EI of corporate leaders and employees. My awesome guests this time are Demias Perdue, Director of Military Solutions, and Gregory Campbell, PhD, VP of Law Enforcement and Government at TalentSmart, Inc. These guys are all about EI and EQ. They're very loving people. However, I suspect both could kick my ass. So I'm going to be careful (laughs) on this interview today. Hey, guys, welcome to the show. Hey, Bill. How are you? Thanks for having us. Hey, Bill. Good morning to you. And uh, great to be with you. So, firstly, just as a bit of context here for our listeners, you guys were the last booth that I stopped at and uh, and spoke with uh, before the end of the ATD conference in in uh, San Diego in, in May, and uh, I'm really glad that we, we got to have a conversation. In fact, in front of me here, I've got a copy of Emotional Intelligence 2.0, which I've been perusing. It's a good read. I'd, I'd uh, suggest that our listeners check it out. Guys, why don't you both start, though, by taking a minute and introducing yourselves to our audience. Uh, Greg, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, my
2: career has spanned over 25 years in federal law enforcement in the United States. And I've worked my uh, work up from a frontline leader all the way up to a C-suite executive. So I bring that experience from a from an HR perspective. My research in my uh, doctoral research is in emotional intelligence and leadership styles. So I love working with HR uh, executives and thinking about emotional intelligence from a standpoint of hiring. To retiring from the start, the first time an employee starts with your company to the time they leave your company uh, in retirement. And that's what I love to, to share with you all today. Beautiful. And what
1: about you, Damien?
3: Thanks again, Bill, you know, for having us. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Demias Purdue. You know, I've spent time both inside contiguous United States and also forward deployed in support of many operations. Uh, but the, the thing I would want the audience to know about me is as how I got to the point of of working with talent, smart, with emotional intelligence. But I want to give you a little bit about my education. Uh, I have a bachelor's in psychology with a focus in military resilience, and I hold a master's in crisis and trauma response. And both of those really help me shape my conversations when dealing with people, especially when we talk about emotional intelligence and HR all together. So that's just the short of it. Once again, I appreciate you having us on.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode. We'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation.
1: Thank you both, guys. Okay, Uh, so there are two guests today, which is uh, a bit different to the standard format listeners so for that reason and because i'm a simple guy i've tried to keep it simple and i'm going to direct questions at damaias and gregory individually and then maybe we'll wrap up by uh, uh, chatting to both of them again the, the the first question i've got here is for greg how does eq show up in the workplace both in terms of high eq and maybe you want to offer low eq examples too
2: yeah, absolutely. So when you look at the data regarding emotional intelligence and performance, Bill, what the research will say is that 60 percent of job performance uh, for supervisors through CEOs uh, is is related to uh, high emotional intelligence. 90 percent of your top performers in your organization have high EQ. 20 percent of your low performers have a high EQ. So that's how we bring EQ in the workplace. I like to say, or Demias actually says, you know, anybody with a heartbeat uh, is our audience when it comes to EQ. And I say anybody with a brain. So every single person experiences between 200 emotional events or triggers in a day. The question is, how do you manage those emotions? And so from an HR perspective, when you hire an individual, all the way to when they're retiring, you're going through different emotions, and that's how you bring emotional intelligence in the workplace.
1: Demas, this is something that I have absolutely no idea about, so uh, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to educate myself and the audience here. How does the AI show up in in the military? Okay, I mean, you guys you guys are there to do a job, and it's a very serious job, but uh there's, there's a huge degree of compassion that needs to go along with that. Absolutely. So how does that show up in the military and how can EI also relate to the HR function? It's a a two part
3: question. You know, many people, when they think about the military in general, the first thing they see is uh, the combat perspective. And yes, emotional intelligence 100 percent lives in that realm. But I want to I want to start this off talking about the simple things that are major in the military, for example, leadership and decision making. In the military, all leaders that are high in emotional intelligence, they are all better equipped to manage their emotions and lead their teams in an effective way. Uh, They do this by demonstrating empathy. It comes across in their level of self-awareness, their social skills, and it helps them understand and connect with everybody, both senior and subordinate. You know, and what's so what's the end of that? What's the end result of something like that? It helps build trust. um, It helps uh, make well informed decisions and the emotional well-being of the troops. I mentioned that my education was in resilience, you know, it also helps resilience and stress management, because we're often operating in stressful environments, whether stateside or abroad, people with higher EQ can easily regulate their emotions, cope with stress and bounce back from any form of adversity that they may experience, you know, and Uh, Another portion is conflict resolution and negotiation. This is what we're supposed to do, whether we're handling conflict within the office or whether we're handling conflict with the foreign nation, emotional intelligence lives in everything we do. And when we talk about it from an HR function, this is how we can look at it because we've got our four pillars, self-awareness, self-management relationship management and social awareness and when you consider that with hr training and development programs being able to design and implement things that focus on ei skills for self-awareness and emotional regulation for the hiring and the selection process you know needing to know um Who are we bringing in and and do they understand the emotional competencies during the recruiting process for the person who's joining the team and the one who's doing the recruiting? Leadership development. HR can easily collaborate with different leaders uh, to integrate emotional intelligence in their training programs. And most importantly, where it lives in HR and where I think it's the best thing is for performance management and feedback. When an HR representative includes eq competencies in performance evaluations and feedback it shows them that they truly care and when an individuals feel like they care they're willing to stay longer
0: the association for talent development members and customers are professionals who help others achieve their full potential by improving their knowledge skills and abilities in the workplace they go by many titles talent development managers trainers instructional designers performance consultants frontline managers workplace learning professionals and more atd's members come from more than 120 countries and work in organizations of all sizes and in all industry sectors interested in learning more about membership and atd events visit td.org
1: I'm gonna challenge you now, cause you just said something along the lines of, and HR and leaders can easily incorporate EI in their training programs, easily. <laughs> okay, so so how can HR and leaders uh, in, in terms of that, getting buy-in from, from the general company culture, from, from the general employee base, getting that buy-in and, and implementing those processes, how can HR and leaders help to develop understanding, appreciation and practice of EI in the workplace?
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question, Bill. One of the first ways, and I think one of the most effective ways, you know, I threw that word out easy, and I see you put emphasis on that. One of the best ways you can get someone to buy into what you're doing is to be the example and embody exactly what you're trying to put out to the audience. You have to be the one when you're talking about having someone with self awareness and being able to manage that level of awareness. It's your job to be able to demonstrate the desired behaviors. So, for example, if we have someone in and the goal is to get reports in on a certain time, but I I want this to happen. But myself, I'm not getting reports out on time. It's hard for someone to follow that behavior. Well, the same thing applies for emotional intelligence because it's a daily process of working to be effective. And by the way, you demonstrate it, it makes it a lot easier for other people to be able to to buy into that. And so, for one, showing them, and we have a few strategies, you know, uh, when we talk about it. And one of the strategies that we have from self management is is staying synchronized, meaning keep keeping your mind and body in sync with what the situation requires. This shows up when someone overreacts in a situation and, and doesn't truly think about the effects of their actions, but managing and understanding EQ for what it is gives you the opportunity to feel your emotions in that moment and then manage those emotions to a positive end.
1: Just a quick follow-up for both of you. Um, maybe I'll get Greg to go first on on this one how's that shown up in your personal lives guys the, the the lessons that you've learned from your careers and then um, the additional lessons around ei and EQ uh, that you guys have learned and, and now teach I'd, I'd love to know how that shows up in your in your family lives and your personal lives because it's not just about how you deliver yourselves in front of colleagues is it it's, it's much more absolutely fun. absolutely.
2: Yeah, uh D, I'll go first, uh, Demise, I'll go first with that one. Um, you know, emotional intelligence for me, I say it travels, uh, Bill, meaning that it is, it's tools and skills that you could use at work. More importantly, it's tools and skills that you could use at home. For example, uh, emotional intelligence helps you overcome challenges, whether at home or work, adapt to change, make informed decisions, helps propel you towards success fulfillment and lasting happiness. All those things can take place at work or at home. Emotional intelligence also helps you seize the opportunity to discover, um, evolve and maximize your potential. For me personally, it's helped me uh, have better communication with my my spouse and my children. It's helped me understand myself from a self-awareness standpoint. It's helped me manage myself from a self-management standpoint. So it really works um, for me at home In in conclusion, the way I like to look at it is if you were a high jumper, you could only jump so high over that pole with your body and your own skills. But if you were a pole vaulter, you use that pole and it helps you jump probably double the height. So emotional intelligence gives you the the skills to help you to do more, to double what you can do potentially on your own at work and at home.
1: That's That's awesome. Demise, what are your thoughts? The
3: way it's it's shown up for me in the home life is is really when I was first able to understand what we call the trigger model in self-management. It's being able to understand what my triggers are within the home, whether it's with my kids or with my bride, being able to know the things that bother me. And then from that trigger moment, understanding that I cannot react right away. Because if I react right away, it can only be an emotional response. Our emotions live and breathe in the limbic system. And many times we let our guards down when we're home. You know, when we're at work, we can refrain and and restrain our tongue from saying what we want to say. But when we get home, we're in this comfortable place. But that can be dangerous because if we speak emotionally, we end up hurting people. And Greg always says, hurt people, hurt people. And that's not what we want to do in this situation. But with this trigger model, instead of speaking in an emotional state, if we can just buy ourselves some time and allow it to go to what we call the rational brain, we can pair that with emotions and then we make well-informed decisions. And the second portion I'll say where it shows up in home and it's extremely important for me is in what we call the needs model, our relationship needs model and the anatomy of a relationship. In that relationship, there are your needs, my needs and what's required. Now, I don't. when we speak about this, we don't mean it from the standpoint of a compromise, We mean, what does Demias need to do to meet Demias' needs? What does Demias need to do to meet his bride's needs? And what does Demias need to do for the total relationship? What's required? And by me understanding these principles when it came to emotional intelligence and daily working at it, even though there were a few emotional intelligence failures, it's about being effective. And when I realized it was not about being perfect, but about being effective, I was able to use that trigger model and consider the relationship model to really make my home life better. Excellent, D. I
1: love that. I love that. Thank you. Uh, Greg, for you. you, let's talk a bit about Talent Smart's new developing EQ in policing program. Uh, my understanding is it recognizes the importance of EI for law enforcement officers and, and gives them the tools that they need to engage with the community each and every day. Um, this is very, very important. There have been many examples over the last few years of uh, that not happening, um, of, of police officers not taking a step back, not being empathetic, uh, not not taking a moment to try and understand where someone's coming, trying to understand a situation. Um, This is very timely uh, and congratulations to you for leading this. Tell us more about the program.
2: Yes. So when I think about uh, what we're doing with law enforcement uh, officers and departments all over the country, from uh, onboarding of new police officers to mentoring programs to well-being programs, we are supporting leadership programs at police departments. We are supporting police departments, helping them build high emotional intelligence skills. Here's the way I like to look at it, Bill. It, from a law enforcement perspective, before we stop or encounter an individual on the street, we get intelligence on that individual. What are they wearing? What's the environment? How tall are they? You know, what's their weight? Before we stop a vehicle, we run the license plates. Who's in the vehicle? How many individuals are in that vehicle? Uh, is it properly registered? And um, before we go into a house to execute a search warrant, we get information on that house. How many people live there? Are there weapons uh, associated with that home? What we don't do often in law enforcement is getting emotional intelligence on ourselves, the ability to understand ourselves from a self-awareness standpoint, a self-management standpoint, social awareness and relationship management. And what our program is doing is helping create a sense of well-being amongst police officers. Demaya said it earlier, hurt people, hurt people. So what we're trying to create in police departments all over the world, from Canada to the United States, and and recently launching in the UK, how do we create a sense of officer well-being in police forces around the world, which then leads to, um, you know, uh, better EQ leads to better lives on the job and off of the job, Bill.
0: Fidelo Inc. is a consulting firm specializing in improving human performance, and we're proud to support the HR Chat Podcast. We help identify strategic competencies and behaviors that drive results. Our team offers an HR web software to manage systems, reports, and data for HR people that need the best insights to make the right decisions and achieve better results. Learn more at Fadello.com
1: Continuing on, another one for you Greg. Uh, on the talent on the uh, talent smart website it claims as follows your team's performance is measured by what they accomplish as a group and you can increase your team's efficiency and effectiveness by developing your team's eq my assertion to you sir and you know by, mind you i do play devil's advocate here is surely developing eq is something for individuals really? it's not maybe for teams how come on develop? a collective EI of a team. What about if you've got someone who's not buying into it, even if the others are? Give, give us your take. So so first of all, EQ is not something you do to people. It's
2: something you do with people. And Bill, that's teamwork. That's coming together as a team. I like to say it this way. Results move at the speed of relationships, but relationships move at the speed of trust. So if you have a team with no trust, then you have a team with no relationship. If you have a team that needs to get results and be high performing, then emotional intelligence is the answer. We talk about uh, organizations often talk about they want teams that have innovation, agility, communication, and all of the things that I call the fruit of the tree. But you can't get to the fruits of the fruit of the tree without focusing on the roots of the tree. And at the root of the tree is the four skills of emotional intelligence, and that produces great teamwork. Again, emotional intelligence is not something you do to people. It's something you do with people. And that's the, the essence of successful teams.
1: Okay. Do I ask you anything to add to that?
3: Absolutely. You know, we talked earlier about the four pillars of traditional emotional intelligence, self-awareness, self-management, relationship management, and social awareness, but We also have four pillars for team emotional intelligence, and this is where it changes. All of it still lives from self, but we have emotion awareness, emotion management, internal relationships, and external relationships. What that emotional awareness means from the team concept is how does the team, how is the team aware of how we're feeling as an organization? How does the team manage that? And then from there, what happens with the internal relationships and external relationships. But here's the greatest thing that we always talk about. And I like to call it, you know, of course, coming from a military background, it's the rules of engagement when working with the team. When there's conflict in the office, whether it's a personality conflict, something when it comes to feedback or performance, the person on the, the speaking end, the sender needs to understand the rules of engagement. And this is how it really helps teams work well together. It's when to engage, when not to engage and how oftentimes we want to say what's on our mind within a meeting and it might not be the time it might not be the when to engage but you also need to know when not to engage because it might not be be appropriate but then the most important thing is how do i engage and when you lean on the understanding of your team when you take the time that relationship management, that social awareness, when you take the time to figure out what's going on with your team, you know how to engage with Bill, you know how to engage with Greg, you know how to engage with Demias, and this is what helps define team emotional intelligence, and this is what elevates the team as a whole, but it starts with self.
1: Demias, it's pretty easy to engage with Bill, if you've got any dad jokes. <laughs> I, I, I love I love them. Uh, I've actually got a coffee mug here right now, and on it is emergency Dad jokes, a whole list of them. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm a simple guy. Uh guys, we're coming towards the end of this conversation already, I'm afraid to say. Uh before we do wrap up, though, it's that time of the conversation where I invite you to tell everybody about all your amazing TikTok videos. Or indeed, if you're not on TikTok, maybe you want to share your email address, your LinkedIn profile, whatever other socials that you want to share, and of course tell our listeners more about the company and how they can learn more about that. Uh Greg, do you want to go first?
2: Sure. Um, My email address at uh, Talentsmart is Gregory.Campbell at Talentsmart.com. You can also reach me uh, on LinkedIn. I'm Dr. Uh, Gregory Campbell on LinkedIn as well. And we have you can go to Talentsmart.com as well. Find information and videos uh, on myself as well as as Demias. um, Perfect. And
1: Demias, what about you?
3: You can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn under my name, Demias Perdue, D-I-M-Y-A-S, Perdue, P-E-R-D-U-E, or on Instagram as Mr. X-N-T-E, and on
1: TikTok as at Chasing Heartbeats. Well, oh, I like that, at Chasing Heartbeats. Okay, well, that just leads me to say for today, Demias Perdue and Dr. Gregory Campbell, you guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you very much for being my guests today. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working.
0: Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.